Welcome to Category 5 Technology TV, episode number 410 for the 28th of July, 2015. I'm Robbie Ferguson, and tonight we're joined by our friend Frank Skubski from Belltone Canada. We're going to be talking about all the innovations that have happened there over the past year, some of the really cool stuff that's coming out to help those who are hard of hearing uh, with that issue, and uh, we're going to be talking to him in just a couple of minutes' time. So, over to the newsroom. Sasha, how are you? I am great, Robbie. Here's what's coming up in the Category5.tv newsroom. Apple Pay users are getting charged double if they have an iPhone and an iWatch. Microsoft has released an emergency patch for a critical bug present on almost every version of Windows. Canada's small internet service providers are promising faster speeds, better service, affordable pricing following a decision by the country's communication regulator that will force the big telecom firms to open their fiber optic networks to competitors. A serious bug in Valve's Steam Engine has allowed cybercriminals to steal user credentials over the past week. And a critical vulnerability at the heart of Android can open up 95% of all smartphones on that platform to devastating hacks with a single text message. Stick around. The full details are coming up later in the show. This is Category 5 Technology TV. Starring Sasha Dermatis. Hillary Rumble. Krista Wells. Eric Kidd. And your host, Robbie Ferguson. Welcome to Category 5 Technology TV, episode number 410. I can't believe we're at 410 already. Here we are. I'm Robbie Ferguson. I'm joined by Frank Skubski. He's the general manager of Belltone Canada. Frank, nice to see you again. Good to see you. Uh, it was about a year ago we had you on the show via right. Skype to talk about some of the great Ooh. things that Belltone was doing. Of course, it's an, it's an old industry, hearing aids, but yes. you guys have really stayed at the forefront. Love to know a little bit about what what is the background of Belltone? Well, Belltone was uh, founded actually in 1940. So we celebrated our 75th anniversary this year, building hearing instruments and uh, providing solutions to people who are, you know, challenged at least with their hearing instruments or their hearing in general. Um, and over that time, I mean, for the comp- basically for a company to stay in business, because I think if you look 75 years ago, there's a lot of companies that aren't in business sure, anymore. Yeah. Um, to stay in business, especially in a technology and medical industry, uh, you've got to be on the forefront, so we, we're pretty proud about all this new technology that we've come out with, especially in the last five years as we've entered into the wireless age. It's so interesting. So as a, a having been around for that many years, you've seen a lot of technology change. Has that been something that's been pushing you to innovate? Is that something that's really driven you to uh, have to keep up with the changes that are in the yeah. kind of the field? Uh, yeah, I mean, we have, number one, we have a very competitive industry, mm-hmm. right? I mean, we, there's, there's a lot of companies that build hearing aids. So we're always looking for a technological edge. Um, but also, I think hearing instruments um, and hearing in general is really just all about communication, right? So as we see these advances in communication devices, it only makes sense that we eventually are going to be interfacing with those sorts of devices. So I think a lot of things that we've seen since the 90s in mobile telecommunications, like mobile communications, certainly that's been what's been spurring us on to keep abreast of those sorts of technologies. So what, uh, what has been kind of the, the biggest innovation over the past, say, five years when it comes to hearing technology? Well, I say the biggest innovation really is wireless technology. Wireless as in... Uh, wh- where does wireless come into play with a with a, a headset for hearing aids? Well, here I mean, basically being able to um, you know interface either with uh, devices that will, will wirelessly control your hearing instrument, yeah. um, devices that you can pair with you know sort of intermediary devices where you can listen on your telephone, 
um, being able to have the hearing instruments streamed directly to all these different devices that are supporting you. Yeah, I remember uh, last year, uh, it was episode number 385, I believe, uh, no, 352, pardon me, that mm-hmm. uh, we spoke last. And one of the really interesting innovations was being able to connect to an iPhone right. and using that to, for example, walk into my favorite restaurant, geolocation says, here is yes. where I am. Yep. Here's my preset that I usually use when I'm in this building, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden my hearing aid adjusts so that I'm Correct. able to hear a lot better. Correct. Uh, what has changed in the past 12 months? Well, number one, we have the hearing instruments are available. What, the different styles of hearing instruments, the sizes of them, mm-hmm. uh, we call those form factors in our industry. Sure, so yeah, yeah. We, we have you know, our sort of standard, um, you know, what we call a receiver in the ear or behind the hearing uh, behind yeah, the ear instrument. That looks similar to the ones that we were looking at a right. year ago. But now we're able to put wireless uh, or antennas, the FM antennas that are inside here, in more custom products. So wow. you could have an actual custom hearing instrument that will actually have wireless capabilities. So that's even, uh, it's a smaller device, it's less conspicuous, people can't, people can't see it at all. You right. can stream music through something like that. You really? Can talk so is this, this is a full Beltone hearing aid? That's right. Yeah, and that's so cu- this is communicating with my phone in the same way? Yeah, and that's custom made for an individual. That's awesome. So there's a little, a little small FM antenna in there. So that's one of the big improvements. We've made a lot of improvements to the uh, app as well, the Hear- Beltone Hear mm-hmm. Plus app. On our new product line, it's called the Beltone Legend, which is really an extension of that Beltone First product that we first talked about. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, so number one, you know, more choices. Uh, number two, enhancements in terms of the app, in terms of what you can do with the app. Uh, and it's gone as far as that you can actually go into because before we could just we could do some treble bass volume and select a program. Sure. Now we can actually set, you know, how much noise reduction we want in a noisy environment. Background noise, Background being able to noise. remove that yeah, from can, what I'm hearing. You can really go in there and control that uh, wind noise suppression. If I'm out there, say, on the golf course one day and it's just a little too windy, I can actually reduce the wind noise on my hearing instrument too as well. That's amazing. Um, so. Who, when I think about hearing aids, okay, I I like to think that I'm, I've got pretty good hearing, right? And, and I haven't gone to too many concerts and mm-hmm. stuff like that, so yeah. I'm, I'm pretty okay. But who are hearing aids for, really? I mean, I, it's yeah. not just I. I know that it's not just for deaf people, if you will. Right. Right. Well, I think um, I mean what we say is you know to to get a hearing instrument, all you have to have is a hearing loss, right? So. Um, you know, currently today, I mean, as we get older, we do it's lose happening. our hearing. It's happening. Right? Uh, I mean, just like uh, you have to start wearing reading glasses or something like that, yeah. um, eventually your hearing's going to go. When, when you hit age 65, for instance, we estimate about 35% of all people 65 plus mm-hmm. uh, need a hearing instrument or help, some sort of help. Yeah. When you hit around 75, and let's face it, people are living longer, right? They're... Uh, um, this is good. This is good. This is good. Um, but w- by the time they hit around age 75, it's getting closer to 50% could benefit from using a hearing instrument. Really? Yeah. And really what goes, it's, th- it's all those high frequency sounds that go. So those are the speech cues that allow you to uh, differentiate speech, to right. be able to discriminate what somebody's saying to you. I admit that like, if I'm in a, a really busy, crowded room and stuff, yeah. sometimes it's hard to make mm-hmm. out the person who's sitting across from yeah. me. Sometimes the kids... And, and so I say I've got good hearing, and maybe right. when I'm sitting here with you. But there are times when you know, yeah. if the kids are making a lot of noise, I have a lot of trouble sure. differentiating sounds. And there was an interesting thing that happened to me. And perhaps you can tell me if Beltone is able to help with this. Um, this is this actually happened at work. Mm-hmm. One of our UPSs was going off. It, there was mm-hmm. a problem with the battery, and it was it has this high pitched beep. Right. And it was really annoying me. And I plugged my one ear. Right. And then I wasn't able to hear it anymore. And I unplugged my left ear, and I thought that's really weird. I can hear it perfectly, and I can hear out of my right ear absolutely perfectly. But it seemed that that pitch, that tone. Yeah. was gone from my right ear, as yeah, strange that, as that is. Yeah, me. I mean, I, uh, until you actually got what we would call a, uh, like a hearing test and yep. have an audiogram made, <laughs> I mean, certainly if that sound was in a certain frequency, you, there could be an instance where maybe we have what we call a notch kind of loss okay. at that point. Yeah. That could be from noise. You know, for a, a noise-induced hearing loss or something like that, a sudden loud sound. Mm-hmm. So it could be a certain frequency that you're just not cueing into. 
you know. So, but that would require someone to actually test your hearing and. And so, are you that. able to enhance those certain frequencies we, that I'm having trouble with? I, it's a high pitch yeah, noise. We so it's can. Not a big problem. Yeah, we can. I mean, that's what we do basically. Is we mm -hmm. take the hearing loss and then we build a we build what we call gain, yeah. you know, onto that loss so that this person can fall into, I guess, what we would call a more normal range. Sure. You know. Yeah, and I encounter that working in technology, working with audio, mm -hmm. even the audio of our show, yep. if we have the low rumble of, a f of the air conditioner running, right. which unfortunately isn't happening today. But yes. <laughs> <laughs> when it does, yeah. it, it, sometimes we'll have to remove that. So we yeah. look at the, the wavetable, sure. and we're able to remove those particular frequencies, and this is able to do something similar but um, enhance it for me so that I can hear better. So what other um, innovations are here in front of me? I see several different pieces well, of technology this these are these are all wireless devices that we yeah. can actually interface with uh with the hearing instrument so um this is just basically oh, okay. so you don't if you don't have an iphone yeah. or the samsung galaxy s6 right. uh, android platform um and you just want to use something very simple you can use this as a remote control and it will do many really? of the same things that your iphone will do um it's chargeable that's so, really and, great. and it's a lot smaller, right? So if we if you're not an iPhone user, right. we can use this instead to you could, still have the same functionality essentially. That, that's correct. That's Th very good. This device right here actually will operate um, like the volume control as well. You can adjust the volume, but it has a little clip in the back here, so I'll just I'll clip it on my shirt. Yeah. And this will allow me to pair with a telephone, okay? And then I'll be able to stream directly to the hearing instruments. Music, music, phone whatever, calls. whatever you want, and there's, yeah, whatever you Great. want. So, and you can see it says phone, uh, you know, or just a, a microphone. Sure. Uh, this right here, this other device right here, is uh, what we call uh, a MyPal, and this is a remote microphone. For so, this is for somebody who's like in a challenging situation or in a meeting or something like that. Sure. And so, what I can do is I can clip that on you. Right. And I could be seven meters away from you, and that will stream huh. directly to my hearing. So a church service, give it to the church pastor service. and say, exactly. here, can you clip this on your shirt? Exactly. Fantastic. Exactly. Or if you're in the espionage business or something ah, like that, it could I didn't want to say it. I wasn't sure well how this was going to well. go. Um, That's cool. Well, there's, there's another, and I see some other stuff here. Yeah. I want to talk a little bit about uh, what you've been up to over the past little while. Sure. There's another piece of technology that I see on your wrist. Yes. That is um, really kind of revolutionizing the way right. people interact with their hearing instrument. Right, and and basically with the you know with the introduction of the uh, Apple Watch, um, we were basically our app basically is compatible with the Apple Watch, right? So it so it syncs up to it automatically. So many of the features that are available on the iPhone, um, you know, for your uh, belt tone tone hearing instrument, yep. like con controlling the volume, uh, changing programs, you can do this all directly through the Apple Watch. Okay? That's fantastic. So while you're sitting there in a restaurant, for instance, and... If we could bring this in here just yeah, so that we can catch sure. this um, on the camera here. Yeah, so, so I, I see can, volume control. I can adjust the volume on it. Yep. I can select different programs mm -hmm. on it. And so say I want to go to a, you know, a... Well, you can hear it whistling it's on. right yep. now. It's on, that's for <laughs> sure. So... But I can adjust different programs on it. Let's see if I can turn that down a little bit for you. There it goes. That's really fantastic from a usability yeah. standpoint. Obviously, it's not Put in your down. ear, so we're getting a lot of feedback. Yeah. But uh, yeah. that really makes it a lot yeah. easier, I think, to operate. Yeah, the programs, treble and bass, uh, are available too as well. Mm -hmm. um, so certainly, I mean, a lot of flexibility. And it's, you know what, it's discreet for the... Uh, user of the instrument because people just think you're just you know adjusting or looking at your Apple Watch, but me sure. But really, yeah. what you're doing is you're adjusting your hearing instrument. And then I guess if you've got something as, as inconspicuous as this, yeah. you're 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 just going to have a certain comfort level that's that has never been available. Yeah, before. absolutely, absolutely. Cool. So it really is. I mean, I mean, the biggest problem that we have in the hearing industry is is the stigma associated with wearing a hearing yeah. instrument because everybody thinks that. Uh, you know, I remember when my grandfather had a hearing instrument or my grandmother had a hearing instrument, mm -hmm. and that's not necessarily I, what I want because they're big, they're bulky, they whistle. Really, they've come, they've come such a far away, you know, and now with the full 
you know, um, compatibility with all these different Apple devices um, and being able to adjust them with these devices sure. certainly makes it a so, little more appealing. While we're talking, while you're mentioning Apple, if, uh, one of the thoughts that comes to mind, and I'm sure our chat room wants to know as well, what about other devices, say, if I'm an Android user, right. for example? Well, I've, I mean, um, our app is now available um, on the Android platform. Uh, although Great. the telephone that you have to utilize is very sp specific, it's the uh, Samsung Galaxy S6 okay, version. Okay. So, but so a very current, uh, a very phone. current, yeah. Uh, and is that going to be available on other devices as well? Uh, well, we're looking at the Android platform really in particular right yep. now because it, it does have such a high uh, user uh, rate in yeah. areas outside of North America, especially. Sure. Yeah. So right now, Apple and in uh, the Android platform. Very cool. Uh, any questions in the chat room at this point, um, Sasha? Have we? Um, can the new hearing aids get software viruses? Like with the new technology, can you? Uh, I haven't. Uh, I haven't come across that before. So I would say. I would say right now. I mean, um, I, I haven't heard of anybody trying to hack into the uh, to the hearing instruments at all. Yeah, that's an interesting thought. Is as far as security goes. Um, how is this connected? Is this Bluetooth or? Well, it's done through a 2.4 gigahertz FM signal. Okay. Right. So it's the, like the low power Bluetooth. Right. Um, that they're utilizing okay. out there today. So it's, it would be a direct connection, password is, protected, I would presume. It is a direct it. connection, I, I believe. It's encrypted. Yep. Um, you can only pair uh, one set of devices to only you know one right. Apple And once iPhone. you're done pairing, it stops That's correct. pairing mode so nobody That's else correct. can pair up with yeah, it. Yeah, and I can't pair more than, more than two devices, for instance, the left right. and right, to the one phone. I would actually have to delete the other ones and then add new ones on I to see. it. Very cool. Um, there is a website that I came across on your United States uh, mm -hmm. website that um, allows us to check whether or not a hearing instrument is going to be a, a, a help to us. Um, the website that you can check out is beltonehearingtest.com. Mm -hmm. um, that gives you a free hearing test just to see if, uh, if you do uh, require mm -hmm. any kind of assistance with your, with yep. your hearing. Uh, that's pretty cool. Where can we find out more about uh, Belltone Canada, your products? Well, we have a website also. It's uh, mm -hmm. www.belltone.ca. So, nice uh, and easy. Yeah, nice and easy. It's the Canadian website. Uh, we have office locators in there if you want to find uh, you know, a, a Belltone distributor close by to you. We have all our product information in there. It's, uh, it's pretty late, easily laid out and, uh, and uh, up and running. Very good. So. Very good. And how do, how do we actually go about purchasing a, a Belltone hearing instrument? Well, you know, I mean, the first step basically is to locate the Belltone distributor in your area. Okay. And set up we do that through the website, them. can we? You can do that through the website, too. Okay. Yeah, you can contact them through there. Very cool. So go to belltone.ca, find out more about the product itself. Yeah. Um, just to make a quick mention, I, I feel like I kind of have to. Um, one of the things that that I and, and your customers really mm -hmm. um, admire about Belltone is that mm -hmm. you're not just a hearing aid company. They're right. not just a hearing aid company. They, they really genuinely care about uh, helping people to um, just be able to hear better, mm -hmm. and, and, but from mm -hmm. a bit of a different perspective where you're, you're actually caring. It's not just a business. You're, right. you're really working to build relationships with these customers. On yeah, I mean, basis. yeah, when somebody gets a hearing instrument, I mean, it's... Uh, it's a long-term commitment. Mm -hmm. They're going to be wearing these products for not just quite a for long them, time. but for you. Yeah. It seems. Yeah. You take them on. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I mean, uh, the average hearing instrument can last a number of years, right? And now today, because people are living longer, uh, you know, they're going to get more than one set over their sure. lifetime, right? Mm -hmm. So, yeah, and, and the relationship that you have with the practitioner is, is vital, you know, because they know who you are, they know your hearing loss, and they yeah. know they know what you like. Very good. And what innovations are over the horizon for Belltone at this point? We've seen some really, really cool stuff, being able to sync to our devices yep. and, and communicate with our devices. What is coming next? Well, I think there's still an expansion on the whole wireless technology. Um, I think it's going to get faster. It's going to get more efficient. Um, and it's going to get smaller, too. So I think, I think that's really where we're going to see things going. What is this, what is this little... This actually is not a wireless instrument, but it, okay. is, it is what we call a completely in-canal hearing instrument. Yeah. That's for the person who really doesn't want anyone to know they're wearing a hearing aid. Yeah, it's very, so, very tiny. Yeah, it is still digital technology. It's still mm -hmm. programmable, um, but a very, a very small product, uh, custom-made, yep. and really designed to go deep in the ear canal uh, mm -hmm. and be very you know, inconspicuous, so to speak. Neat stuff. Uh, anything else? Oh, sorry. I have a question from Albert, 
Albuquerque turkey, and I just have to quickly find it here. Okay. Albuquerque turkey, sorry. It was way back at the beginning, and it was about active noise cancellation. Mm-hmm. Okay, so if there's active noise cancellation, and if bell tone can be programmed with specific patterns to be inserted into audio stream, if that makes any sense. Like, can you can you reread the question for so me? So it says, um, Robbie, please ask, ask about active noise cancellation, and if bell tone can be program- programmed with specific patterns or a specific pattern to be inserted into audio stream if it makes so are we talking about um, actively canceling um, certain waveforms is that what uh, what we're asking albuquerque turkey so for example i mentioned the furnace or the air conditioner would always Mm -hmm. be a fairly consistent frequency right so can we then program in to remove those frequencies or enhance those frequencies into the app Uh, active noise cancellation really is about uh and if I if I'm understanding it correctly, um, you know we're looking at we're looking at reducing reducing background noise, for instance. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and do and being active, what we mean is that when we're reducing it, we're reducing it around a central area, and not just bringing all the noise down. So it's a bit yeah. of a threshold. Yeah. And, yeah. and our instruments have ways because we you know we we divide up the frequency response into 17 channels. Yeah. So we have noise cancellation operating in all 17 channels. So if we do detect uh, a steady state noise, I mean, whenever there's speech present, we don't want to knock it out. Right. We want to preserve yeah. the speech. Yeah. But if we do detect noise, the, the instrument can actually determine what channel it is in and reduce the noise in an active sense. Okay. Now, we also have something called active feedback ca- cancellation mm-hmm. where we can detect what we call a feedback path, and we will basically create a negative um, Kind of like if you have a sine wave, you would create its negative sure, so that it cancels it out. It out. That's yeah. active cancellation. Okay. So that's, that is built into the product. Wave too. table inversion. Right. In yeah. your so, ear. That's really cool. Yeah. So basically, um, you know, before the hearing instruments are even fit on you, for feedback at least, we would do a noise or, or a feedback calibration to determine what the feedback path is. So we would actually make the hearing instruments go into feedback. Because oh, feedback okay. happens and figure it out. Yeah. Yeah. feedback happens when we have what we call slit leakage of sound, mm-hmm. and it is reamplified, mm-hmm. right? That's why when you're at a concert or something like that, you hear feed- feedback. It's just it's the amplified sound being reamplified yep. again when you put a mic up up to an amp or something. And like that. this all sounds pretty technical, but I would assume from the end user standpoint, it's just the features there, and it just yeah, it just I mean, works, right? Yeah, I mean, we want. I mean, number one for hearing instruments, not the two big things is what we talk about is comfort and clarity, mm-hmm. so that the hearing aids sound clear, they operate correctly, and that they're comfortable, so that they don't go into feedback, they don't, uh, they operate the way that they should uh, in noise. I think sometimes expectations on a hearing instrument can be a little high because suddenly people think they're like the six million dollar man or something yeah, like yeah. that. They're, they're <laughs> going to have bionic hearing. Uh-huh. Um, that doesn't happen, uh, but. Sometimes, you know, we've, we've heard about people who get hearing instruments and they can actually do better than normal hearing people in Isn't noise. That because, yeah. let's face it, when you're in a noisy environment, it's noisy, right? Even mm-hmm. for normal mm-hmm. hearing people. Sasha's doing her best to aggregate the, uh, the comments and questions that are coming into the chat room for, uh, for Frank Skubsky. Uh, yeah. He is the general manager of yeah. uh, Belltone Canada. And uh, I did see Albuquerque Turkey who mentioned uh, tinnitus. As opposed to um, specifically background noise or right. ambient noise, um, right. how does Beltone address that issue? Well, uh, there's actually more people suffer from you know tinnitus or ringing in the ears than hearing loss. Right? It is it is a very prevalent um, issue out there, and it could be associated to other medical issues that you could have. Right? You know, can like, you can you explain a little bit about what it is for those of us who can't even pronounce it? Well, base, basically, what it is is <laughs> it's either it, it is a noise that you hear in oh, your ears, the ringing all the time. in the ears. It's either a ringing okay. in your ears, it's a buzzing in your ears. Yeah. Um, I see. We have hmm. seen a lot of ads on there before for like herbal remedies and things like that. Yeah. Um, you know. The only, the only sort of therapy that we know of is what we call tinnitus retraining therapy, which is really what we do is we introduce um, other sounds, usually like soothing sounds for the person, yeah. mm-hmm. to keep their, kind of keep their, their mind off the ringing, right? It's, it's mm-hmm. like when you walk into a dark room and if there's a candle burning in the room, you will focus on that candle right. all the time. So what we try to do is... We try to take that away, and actually, we have an app that also in the last year that uh, uh, we introduced, and it's called it's called the Tinnitus Calmer. 
And yeah. is this available in the App Store for? Absolutely. This yeah. is uh, an iPhone. Um, is this yeah. something that's available in Android as well, or just iPhone in this particular case? I think the tinnitus combo right now for the is on the Apple is, is yep, for Apple okay. at the App Store, but will be available for the Android. If you can hold that well. just a little bit sure. toward me so that we can see that. Okay, so this is. Yeah, so I'm able just to because that's that's the thing that happens right with people with tinnitus. Um, they just focus in on the ringing in the ear or the buzzing that they're getting. Okay. So what we do is, and they can play this through the hearing instruments, you know, some different sounds. For instance, so here you can see it just says relax or woods, yep. you know, or you can, or you can, gen- or you can generate some of your own sounds. Uh, some people well. find white noise is helpful and things like that. Right. And there's a complete, you know, sound library that we have, different okay. soundscapes. What's the name of this so people can check it out? It's called the Tinnitus Calmer. Okay. Tinnitus Calmer. So that's check that out too. in the uh, Apple App Store. Yeah. And uh, see if that is helpful yeah. for it. And, and people with ringing in their ears, we, we estimate about 60 to 65% of them probably have a hearing loss as well. Okay. So, uh, mm-hmm. but again, I mean, it, it really is if, if you are experiencing that, um, you probably should just go get your hearing tested and get it checked. Okay. Yeah. There you go. I, I have another question. Okay. It's from Leland, who's wondering if there's microphones built in for phone calls or what you would do for phone calls. Microphones built in for telephone calls. Yes. Yes, and that's available through um, this device uh, right here. And, and this is, this basically... Uh, see this? Yeah. There you have it. Right, and that, this basically has a microphone built into it that you would clip on to your lapel, okay? It's, it pairs with your telephone, okay? So there are and, supplemental devices yeah, that help with it's more of a gate. It's more too. of a gateway device. Okay. Um, so the hearing aids itself, they, they don't have microphones, but no, you this would, will enhance Yeah, that. you would still have to either hold the phone like this or mm-hmm. keep it on the ground, but you would still be able to have it live streamed to your hearing instruments. Right, so you can hear better. Yeah, but this has a microphone built into it, so you're able to talk, speak directly through it. Very good. Excellent. All right. Well, thank you so much for being here, Frank. Is there anything else that you'd like to share with us uh, about the Beltone product? Well, I think think, uh, not specifically about the Beltone product, but I'd just like to say to everybody out there, I think uh, once you hit 50, right, (laughs) I think you should go get your hearing tested. Is that the, that's the threshold? I, you know what, I think it's probably a good time. I know there's other things they want you to do when you turn 50, which, uh, Certainly, I will tell this you. This is less painful, folks. Yeah, they're not as they're <laughs> not. Uh, I mean, this is a lot more pleasant than some of the yeah, other for stuff, sure. right? So, but I I would say, by age fifty, fifty five at the latest, you should be getting your hearing tested, and uh, early detection is important. And uh, and of course, you can always go on the Beltone website and find a professional all across North America who can provide those answers for you. Very good. It's Beltone.ca. Frank Skubsky joining us tonight from Beltone Canada, and thanks so much for being here tonight. Thanks. Thanks. All right, Sasha, we're going to head over to the newsroom and uh, find out what's going on over there. It's Tuesday, July 28, 2015, and here are the stories we're covering this week. Due to the way Apple Pay works, early adopters have found themselves getting double charged by the transit in London. We'll tell you why this happens and how you can avoid it happening to you. A bug in Windows is so severe, Microsoft stepped outside of their regular update schedule to patch it. Small ISPs in Canada will be allowed to sell high-speed internet on the big boys' fiber lines thanks to a new ruling by the CRTC. Are you a Steam player? Check, out your, e- check your email because your account credentials may have been hacked. And an exploit in Android has been discovered that would allow a hacker to compromise your phone while you sleep. These stories are coming right up. Don't go anywhere. You've got mad skills. Now hone them. Learn new skills or improve your existing ones with online video tutorials and training from lynda.com through our special link at cat5.tv slash lynda. Learn software, technology, creative, and business skills you can use today to help you achieve your professional goals. Join today and start learning. We'll give you this chance to try it absolutely free with unlimited access to all of the courses. Sign up now for free, cat5.tv slash linda. I'm Sasha Dermatis, and here are the top stories from the Category5.tv newsroom. Transport for London, or TFL, has warned people using Apple Pay on London's transport network to use the system properly or risk being overcharged for their journey. People touching in with an Apple Watch and out with an iPhone 
linked to the same Apple Pay account are being charged a maximum fare. This issue, which TFL describes as card clash, is a result of how Apple Pay works. The service, which launched a couple weeks ago, has caused some confusion among early adopters. Apple Pay creates its own unique ID for each product. This is actually to enhance security. Apple devices themselves do not retain your credit card or debit numbers, but record a unique encrypted device account number on a dedicated chip every time you add a card to an Apple Watch, iPhone, or iPad is great. In this way, Apple ensures that if someone steals your device, they can't use it to retrieve your actual bank account information. However, that by definition means that an iPhone and Apple Watch linked to the same bank account will have separate IDs and count as two separate travelers on TFL services. Great for people with split personalities. People are advised only to use one device when checking in or out. If you have an Apple Watch, perhaps disable Apple Pay on your iPhone to prevent this kind of thing from happening to you. I'd say, Robbie, that the only time this would really be bothersome is if your phone died and... Oh, yeah. Right? That happens. I mean, there's later... Yeah, I don't know. Later it's, on, you would you would be charged the maximum. It's been happening kind of all over the place. People with their eye... Uh, with, it's called the watch. The watch. <laughs> but with their watch and their phone, and they go to swipe for their McDonald's meal, and they get charged mm. twice. Right. There's a failure in this system, folks. <laughs> I mean, so I suppose bad. it's easy just to disable the one. So if you're watching sure. this show, and obviously everybody is, um, disable one. If you if you have so much money that you yeah, have an iPhone it, and an iWatch. But if you've got the watch, right? Yeah. The Apple Watch. I want to call it an iWatch because that's what we were calling it before it came out. But uh, <laughs> if you had the Apple Watch, couldn't you just disable the pay features of your phone? And then you don't have the problem anymore. Mm-hmm. Exactly, that unless your watch dies. Unless, but doesn't your watch last a lot longer than the phone? I would expect. I hope. Mm, yeah. Maybe we can trial one for try it, buy it, and I'll find out. Yeah. <laughs> we'll see if we can find an Android watch. Yes. <laughs> Microsoft has released an emergency patch for a critical bug present on almost every version of Windows. Microsoft said the vulnerability was so severe that it needed to release a patch outside of its usual monthly security update. Security researchers from Google were among the experts who helped to uncover the loophole. The vulnerability was found in the the parts of Windows that let the software handle some types of fonts. If exploited, the bug would let attackers take over a target machine and run their own software on it. In its advisory note about vulnerability, Microsoft said the bug was being talked about online but had no information to indicate this vulnerability had been used to attack customers. However, it said, its own research had shown that attackers exploiting it could take complete control of a vulnerable system. Windows users could fall victim to attackers who booby-trapped websites with exploit code or were tricked into opening a malicious email attachment. The vulnerability has been found in Windows 7, 8, and RT, as well as older versions such as Vista, Server 2008, and Server 2012. So be careful, and I guess install the patch or switch to Linux. Good suggestion. (laughs) I like the way she thinks. (laughs) Canada's small internet service providers are promising faster speeds, better service, and affordable pricing, following a decision by the country's communications regulator that will force the big telecom firms to open their fiber optic networks to competitors. The new requirement announced on Wednesday by the Canadian Radio, Television, and Telecommunications Commission will give independent ISPs access to much higher speed networks. The move should also foster greater competition in the broadband internet market, the CRTC said in releasing the decision. Large incumbent companies will now have to make their fiber facilities available to their competitors, the regulator said in a statement. This measure will ensure that Canadians will have more choice for high-speed internet services. Yay for us. <laughs> the big telecom companies, including Bell, Rogers, Telus, and Shaw, have so far made fiber optic services available to about 3 million homes across the country. But they have limited smaller ISPs to access... Um, to, or they have limited smaller ISPs to access of their slower networks through cable or copper wire connections. 
The new rules will have a profoundly positive impact on Canadian consumers, competition, and competitors, said William Sandiford, president of the Canadian Network Operators Consortium, which represents 37 telecommunication services, services providers across the country. It's not a free ride, though. The CRTC will also be requiring the smaller firms to pitch in and purchase hardware to deliver the internet services they're selling. So this is great news for Canada, and I wonder if this will sort of snowball and happen across the world, or whether or not we're just the last in a long line. <laughs> could be. <laughs> Which eh? could also be. It's a tough thing. Like I don't, I don't understand from a business perspective how, and I guess they grow to the point where you know we've we're huge and it becomes a monopoly. But you think of the hydro companies and uh, electricity. Sorry, uh, <laughs> the electricity companies and all the electrical wires, and do they have to share that with other? Because if I went in and installed fiber optics, does it what? It's the government. It's the government. Does the, does the government run it all? So you can't Thank you, studio <laughs> audience. It's not a business. Interesting. Nice to have somebody in here. We need to get this guy a mic. Uh, <laughs> Interesting. So I, I guess it would work well for competition as far as this goes for internet providing. So, so yeah, I'll, if that's the case, it would make it available to other, I think about my smaller ISPs who can only do DSL, and here we are in 2015, yeah. and you can only give me 800 yeah. kilobits per second upload. Mm-hmm. Not at all. So that so could be really good. This move could give us more power. <laughs> more power. More power. A serious bug in Valve's Steam engine has allowed cyber criminals to steal user credentials over the past week. Kotako reports that although the fallout makes it sound like a complex issue, the bug appears to be pretty basic. A video in the Kotaku post shows that from the lost password section of the Steam support, all an attacker needed was your account name, and from there, they could reset your password, choose a new one, get access to your account, all with no verification or email address needed. Valve fixed the issue after it was brought to light, but many users have complained that their accounts have already been hacked in the interim. Valve issued a statement, according to trusted reviews, saying, To protect users, we are resetting passwords on accounts with suspicious password changes during the period that may have that during that period or that may otherwise have been affected. Relevant users will receive an email with a new password. Once that email is received, it is recommended that the user log into their account via the Steam client and set a new password. So, I mean, this is just one of those really crummy situations where people just assume that they're information is protected and bingo bango it is not at least they're kind of it seems that they're kind of on top of it and can look over the logs and see you know okay well when were passwords changed so at least they can undo some of this was any other information compromised i don't i don't know yeah oh um i'd like to make just a formal complaint about the news stories today that they're all very dark they're just bad they're very frightening i don't like this at all this is the world we live in it's it's been a crazy week hasn't it of exploits and things happening that uh, what's going on with the world today kids i know i liked last week's stories when we had you know a bug bounty and people got free flights and all the happy news Well, (laughs) well let's let's get into something with a little little more smile to it, Sasha. Well, no, here, let's oh, do this story instead. instead. Look at all the other stuff. Uh, and this one really affects me. This so is scary. This is, this is making Ew. me sweat even more than the hot temperatures. A critical vulnerability at the heart of Android can open up 95% of all smartphones on that platform to devastating hacks with a single text message. Known as stage fright, the hack is able to execute remote code on an Android phone with no more information required than a phone number. Described as one of the worst Android vulnerabilities discovered to date, the stage fright code would theoretically be able to attack a device and delete the message before a user could ever even see it. Researchers said it relies on the ability for a virus to be embedded within a video file. When sent directly to your device via MMS, the virus can then access other parts of your phone, including photos, Bluetooth radio, and more. So far, it is not suspected that anyone is exploiting the flaw, at least not yet. 
but it remains a serious problem. The firm that discovered the bug, Zimperium, said these vulnerabilities are extremely dangerous because they do not require that the victim take any action to be exploited. Unlike spear phishing, where the victim needs to open a PDF file or a link sent by the attacker, this vulnerability can be triggered while you sleep. What is this? Microsoft Windows? I know. This is seriously. This is heartbreaking for me because I really thought that I was doing all of the right things, and it turns out I don't have to do anything, and I can still be exploited. Sasha, I don't even see a setting to disable MMS. There is there is a a way to turn off auto retrieve. Yeah. But that's really kind of all that I'm seeing here on my phone. This is super frightening. The researchers have already called on all manufacturers to release updates, having given them three months to do so before the bug is revealed. Some phones have already been patched. That's good. Android 2.2 and older are not affected. The full details of the bug will be released at the Black Hat conference next week in Las Vegas, and more will be known at that time. I'm shocked that they would even tell you this. Because if there hasn't been any malicious activity to date, why wouldn't they wait until after a patch has been released to say, oh, guess what? We dodged that bullet. Well, you know what? I think it's smart. And I think that this is the way that um, ethical hackers should work is that they gave the companies warning. Mm -hmm. They said, you've got three months to fix it. And by creating an ultimate, well, uh, a a due date, Mm -hmm. they have forced those companies to work their butts off to fix this problem because this is serious. But at the same time, they've kept their mouths shut about the exploit so that hackers who don't already know about it can't start using it. But is this giving them enough information now? Like, that's what worries me. Do they now have that little seed? I'm not, I'm, I'm not talking about the great ones, like the good ethical hackers. I'm talking now that the story is out. Is there somebody sitting in their, you know, dingy, dark corner, you know, somehow is, creating malicious Is that code? how you see hackers? No, the bad ones. The <laughs> bad ones. Oh, all the bad ones are sitting in a dingy guys. dark corner. Yeah, all, right. I got all the you. bad ones. I'm the th- bad yeah, ones. I'm picturing like. Listen to you. Yeah, stereotypes like over here. Sewers and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Like that's what I'm thinking. Gentlemen in business suits. That's. Oh, did I just blow your mind? <sighs> they are the good ones. No, not necessarily. I know. Anyway, right. I'm I not really finding hope- anything here. Two point two point two. That's way too old. Nobody's running anything that old. Right. That's nuts. Yeah. So you're susceptible. So I'm scared. Is yeah, that's pretty yeah. much it. That's <laughs> right. I'm scared. Hope they patch it. Big thanks this week to Roy W. Nash and our community of viewers for submitting stories to us. If you found a news story you'd like to send, email it to newsroom at category5.tv. For all your tech news with a slight Linux bias, visit the category5.tv newsroom at newsroom.category5.tv. For the category5.tv newsroom, I'm Sasha Dermatis. Thank you, Sasha. This is Category 5 Technology TV. Welcome to the show. I'm Robbie Ferguson. And I'm Hillary Rumble. Hillary, it's so nice to see you. Whoa, I just love being here. Hello. Thanks for signing for us tonight, too. Oh, no problem. I'm not a professional interpreter, but I am able to facilitate conversations. So hopefully some of my friends who could benefit from sign language use as well as hearing aids found that information useful. Very good. What's new? Oh, just keeping it real, you know. I'm really excited because every time I come, you seem to have goodies. And I love postcards. Postcards. Thanks, everybody. Two of them this week. we got two. One coming to us from Sparkly Balls in Southport on UK's Gulf Coast saying, hey, to all the gang at Cat5. Well, hey, that's us. Do you want to know what it says? Do we? I told little Harry to go and ask the nice man over there if... I could if he could kick his balls. He meant beach, beach balls. balls. He meant beach balls. You're overcompensating. <laughs> Number two. Thanks for sending it in. We're gonna send you a vinyl sticker set. Oh, yeah. Okay, these are our premium vinyl stickers. Thank you for sending us a postcard. We got another one from Lyndon. Hey Cat Five team got this postcard from Florida while vacationing. Love the show. I never thought Tuesdays could be so much fun. So thank you, Lyndon. Sticker set coming your way. And we have one more to give away, correct? We do. Yeah, I got, I've got three here. Oh, uh, one, two. So those are for you. And I've got one more. How so do next, we get that? Next postcard that comes our way will receive this bad boy in the mail. Just make sure we have your return post uh, That's address it. Yeah, so we sure can you, send it to you. You send your, your return address there. Uh, and if not, we'll try to reach out to you. Uh, our address is on our website, category5.tv. We're here in Barrie, Ontario. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, lots of stuff been going on this week. First of all, we looked at the James Donkey 007 mouse last Ooh, week. How yeah, cool is this? That is pretty cool. <sighs> whoa, <sighs> whoa, whoa. What's going on? I'm tearing your mouse apart because it's modular and you can actually add wow, new peripherals whoa. and change it up. So if you didn't see that, make sure you check out episode number 409. It is now available in the United States of America. Go to cat5.tv slash 007 to find out uh, how you can buy that. Um, It is coming to other regions as well. It's uh, it's very affordable, surprisingly. Um, And I don't want to say pricing because it's different all around the world. But Mm -hmm. So we're available in the United States right now and soon coming to Canada, uh, the UK, uh, and anywhere else where we've got Amazon. Uh, Make sure you go to cat5.tv slash 007, and that will take you there through our store. And a little something-something goes into uh, supporting the show uh, when you do that. Very Thanks, cool. folks. Appreciate have, that. Have you ever thought I would really like to have slogans that I thought of on my T-shirt? Like make your own T-shirt with your own genius. But not even have to make your own T-shirt because that's too much work. Just mm. to be able to say, hey, I've got this really great idea for a shirt. Let's do, do that. It. Okay. How do you do that? Sounds great, right? Go to cat5.tv slash shirt. And you'll be able to do just that with no minimum orders. Well, one. You one is gotta, required. We figured that out last week. You do have to order one. <laughs> Otherwise, it's just air. Uh, and uh, you want to check that out. Cat5.tv slash shirt. It's perfect for just a one-off shirt. Or if you want to do something yeah. for your sports team, your band, uh, your Linux users group, for example. Um, that's a great way to do it. They're affordable. Uh, a lot of options for free shipping as well. And they will ship pretty much anywhere. Check it out, cat5.tv slash shirt. Cool. Love that. Do we have viewer questions tonight? We do. I have one here. Coming to us from uh, Bonniel, I think. Well, hello. Or Bonnie NL. With your Unraid system and Plex server, do you have or allow Plex invites, which would allow me to watch your show on any of my Plex clients? Oh, okay. Plex is a multimedia... Uh, server system that allows you to watch all different shows that you've got on your s- system hmm. on online and everything um, and so I could have category 5 on my server and then share that with you if I had your email address that would be fine except then you're using our bandwidth every time it's oh, not going through our okay. infrastructure right hmm. so ideally you'd want to be going through our Amazon cloud and all that kind of stuff. And we don't currently have a setup for that. But the good news is that Plex now supports channels. Hmm. So you're, you're starting to see, if you go into the online section of Plex, that you can add things like The Daily Show with Jon Stewart. At least it's Jon Stewart at this point. You can add things <laughs> like, uh, I believe This Week in Tech is there. I know that uh, Revision 3 is there. And a, a growing number of channels that are making their way onto Plex as a platform. Also, Shoutcast is there, hmm. which is a brilliant thing because uh, you remember Shoutcast from uh, originally from Nullsoft, and we, we love it. Um, it's basically online radio. But when we switched uh, the, the main TV to Amazon Fire TV, we lost Shoutcast. It's on hmm. Plex, or it's on Roku, but it's not on Amazon right. Fire. Okay. So hmm. having added it now to Plex... All of our devices have Shoutcast because that's what Plex does. Cool. So Category 5, I do hope, is is going to make its way onto the Plex platform as a channel. Uh, that's in the works. We are working right now with Amazon. Uh, that's our top priority to be on uh, Amazon Fire TV. Um, so our channel is going to be there. Uh, and, of course, we're on Roku. Uh, pretty much any of the platforms mm-hmm. that you can find, we're working on getting on there if we're not already there. Uh, Roku we're on uh, Mm -hmm. Category 5 TV Network has all our shows and then we're working on uh, getting on to Amazon Fire TV and Plex Cool. thanks for the question thanks for your perplexing question Mm -hmm. answered here on episode 410 of Category 5 Technology TV Category 5 Technology TV is a member of the Tech Podcast Network if it's tech it's here and you can learn more about that at cat5.tv slash tpn and the International Association of Internet Broadcasters, where you can find more info, info by accessing cat5.tv slash IAIB. Thanks, Hal. No problem. What else has the community got for me tonight? <sighs> Lots going on here. Question from Roga from the UK wondering, 
I want to repurpose an old laptop into a karaoke machine for my kids. Mm. I have some .cdg and mp3 files to use, okay. but I need some software that will mix um, and a mic input with the mp3 playback. And then add reverb to the mic input. Because you got to have reverb. Yeah. I hear um, Might be a quick question or a whole feature. Not really sure. Um, really enjoyed your wedding photo booth feature you did. So not sure oh, if cheers. this could be turned into something like that That later feature on. had some controversy surrounding it. Uh-oh. Hey-oh. <laughs> As most weddings do. CD plus G is a, the CD plus graphic format. I'm wondering if there is... I know that there are players for Linux. I don't know off the top of my head what they're called, but I'm just searching quickly mm. in Synaptic Package Manager, CD Good plus idea. G, karaoke. Let's see. No, CDG is it under? Pi Karaoke. That's the one. Mm. A free karaoke player. You can use this program to play your CDG, MIDI, and MPEG karaoke songs. So what is CDG? It is... Compact disc plus graphics. So that's the, you know, you've got a picture of the beach and don't worry, (laughs) be happy bouncing along at the bottom. So so it's pretty cool. So with that program for free, Pi Karaoke, you can then play the CDG files, okay? Um, That will bring it up on the laptop screen. If you've got HDMI output on the laptop, that's great. You can plug it into a TV and Hmm. then it becomes that. Uh, If you've got uh, even D-sub, like VGA output, a lot of TVs, digital TVs have that input as well. So you'll be able to plug it in still. That's cool. So that's cool. What it doesn't have is the ability to do any kind of post-processing on uh, Mm -hmm. your microphone. That on a laptop, I'll be honest with you, may be a little tricky. We We could play with it, but there may be latency. And when you want to process the audio, that means adding effects to the audio in real time there may be a little bit of a delay. So as Mm. I'm singing, it actually delays just a split second, but it's weird when you're doing that. Mm. It's like when you wave at a camera and then you see it on the store screen a half a second later. It just just feels off. Mm -hmm. So that's the same kind of thing that can happen with laptop audio if it's not fast enough as far as the full duplex goes. Mm. So that can be done using the Jack Sound server. It's already uh, part of your your Linux distro. You can just play around with the audio system and and see see what you can do there. But Jack is the software that I would probably start looking at to do that and do some post-processing on the audio. Um, but yeah, let us know what you think, and and I'd certainly love to maybe put something together for you. That would be fun. That would be kind of cool. Maybe we, can we get you girls singing? Hey. What do you think, Sash? Me sing? Get, yeah. Oh, maybe no. do some. Oh no. no. Karaoke. Would, would, everybody have would a go category, deaf. A category <laughs> five karaoke party. What do you think? <laughs> oh, a little bit of hip hop. Oh dear. Oh yeah. A little bit of scat. Wow. <laughs> wow. We'll do you it never all. know. You never know. There you go. Thanks for the question. That was a good question. <laughs> Karaoke answered on this episode, 410. FYI. Yeah. We're just about out of time. Well, I, we actually, we have a couple of minutes. Oh, do we? Yeah, because... Compensate uh, so for... Uh, to compensate oh, yes. for a little... Uh, intermission. Intermission in the middle yes, there. Yes, you're correct. Which, of course, you didn't see because you're watching this after the fact. This is all a dream. And now that we've said it, we're going to have to cut all this out. Cut. So now there's even more time. I know. See? So now we've got okay. 10. This is we've crazy. Got, we've got okay. about a half hour. Remember that All extra right. hour everybody always wanted? <laughs> yes, there you go. Okay. Yeah. Today's your night. Rewind. <laughs> All right. Our next question comes to us from Courtney in BC. Hey, Courtney. I was wondering if I delete something on my hard drive by mistake, a program I have called Rescuva? Res- Recuva. 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 Oh. That makes sense. It's Recuva. like a, it's a street word <laughs> for recover. I get it now. Yeah. Sorry, guys. I get it. Um, I have Recover. We'll find it, and I can restore it. But if that happens to a file on my flash memory stick, it seems to be gone forever. Is that normal? Or a design flaw or a problem on the memory sticks? Thanks for your reply. Not a problem. Not a design flaw. Just the way that, uh, that flash media works. This is why even I, I could go so far as saying that SSDs can be a little more dangerous in the event of failure because um, recovery can be difficult. Hmm. There's a thing called trim and garbage collection. Sounds funky, right? Hmm. Your flash drive, when you delete something from it, you know a hard drive is either a zero or a one, every sector. And that tells the computer what the data is. So to really simplify it, 
every sector of that storage, be it a hard drive, be it a flash media, is either a zero or a one. With flash media, so that's SD cards, camera cards of all types, uh, your phone, um, the uh, the flash USB drives, okay, all yeah. those kinds mm-hmm. of things, and in many cases, SSDs as well. Um, if you delete something from that media and it was a zero zero one 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 and you deleted that, it affects the performance of that media. It makes it slower if it leaves that data there. Right, okay. Right? Because remember, when you delete stuff on a hard drive, it's still there. Yes. Same thing as old floppy drives and all that, uh, magnetic media. Because if I delete something from a hard drive, 00111 is still there. It's just that the allocation, the, the thing that points to it says, no, it's been deleted. So now, as I write new things to the hard drive, it can overwrite those and say, no, now it's 11100. Right, because performance isn't affected. Now, flash media, on the other hand, because performance degrades if it's left as is, when you delete something, there's what's called garbage collection. It's a task that runs on a schedule depending on the firmware mm. of the, the device, and it rewrites all those sectors to zeros. So if I delete 00111, it may be there for 5, 10 minutes, might be there for a couple days, depending on the device. SD cards may leave it there indefinitely. It, and so, you know, you need to do a low-level format once in a while with your camera. Otherwise, you'll find that it runs slow. Right, yeah, 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 right? for sure. Um, but as the garbage collection takes place, it rewrites all the sectors so mm-hmm. that performance is maintained. But then when you try to do recovery, Recover says, no, it's all zeros. There is no file. There's no data to recover. So it is by design. It's not a flaw. It's actually something that increases the performance. The only thing that you need to know is to have a backup of everything that's important to right. you. At least one. I say have six backups. <laughs> Redundant backups yeah. of backups. That's how I do it. I have three backups of all my backups. It's just you can never be too careful. I am not careful enough. Yeah. Yeah. Flash drives are, are also very unreliable. All these things that I mentioned, SD cards are perfect examples. My son's camera. Batteries die, and what does he do? He turns it back on because he wants to keep taking pictures. Well, the batteries are low, so it can't maintain mm-hmm. the correct amount of voltage to the card. What does it do? Fries the card. Oh, Everything that's on the card is now gone, right? Oh. So a lot of times daddy can recover from these things, but these are... dangerous media to be storing single copies of things on especially pictures because yeah you know then your trip's gone you know what happens these days how big is the an sd card or a camera card 32 64 gigs so what do you do you just keep taking and taking and taking until it's full i do that and then you say okay (laughs) yeah and, and you fill up the card right but 32 gigs of jpegs could be years worth christmas to summer yeah So then if it crashes or when it (laughs) crashes, guess what you lose? You need to make sure you're always copying or moving onto redundant media, uh, that that data. I'm going to go home and do that tonight. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Thank you for your question. Thanks for the question. I hope you didn't lose anything important. Mm -hmm. Mm. Recover. Good to know. You're so hip with the lingo. I don't know why it took me so long to read that. I was having a hard time with that one. (laughs) Um, I think we've got time for another question fantastic coming to us from the uk andy writes hey Hey, guys i've recently started a small business and opened an online shop way to go i'm using oscommerce which i find os commerce oh os yeah yeah uh i find it pretty good to work with however i'm having some real problems finding a decent web host the site is currently hosted on uh arvix which came recommended after i searched around however they have been nothing but trouble. Um, almost daily, they claim that their server is being subjected to DDoS attack. I also suspect they're actually just um, under-resourced. So anyways, my question is, can yes. you recommend a decent, cheap, and reliable web host? We don't... <laughs> d- hmm, can he ever? Um, we don't do that much trade online, so just justify too much of an expense. But I think a few of your dollars a month should be able to get me going something half-decent. Okay. Cheap, reliable, decent, and decent. I guess decent comes along with reliable, right? There's a saying that we have in the industry. You can have it fast. You can have it cheap. 
and you can have it good, like good quality. You can have it good. Listen to me. <laughs> Pick two of those things. Cheap, okay. fast, quality. Well, mm-hmm. I'm always going to say cheap. Cheap. And good. And then choose either fast or quality. Quality. And that just kind of that just kind of came to mind because, you know, you, you can't really have everything on the cheap. However, there is uh, something to be said about uh, shared hosting services like DreamHost. Uh, we do utilize them. Um, and you you got to be realistic and look at things in context. It depends on how much traffic you're going to see, mm-hmm. uh, how much data you're going to be pushing and stuff like that when you get into those kinds of things. Because what is a cheap hosting provider? They're basically, they've got a really great server and they've got it divvied up into portions for many different people to share. So here's your portion. If you overdo it as far as the amount of stuff that you're doing, then you're going to have trouble. It's as simple as that. Category 5, we put out a lot of video. We've got uh, about 1.4 terabytes of video that we have in storage on our cloud in a single uh, point, like a a single endpoint. So we put out more than something like that can handle. Um, In your case, with starting up a little store, something uh, like a shared environment would work really well. Nice thing about DreamHost, a couple of things. First of all, uh, they are scalable. So you can start low and you can grow your way up. So if you eventually need to, s- to set up uh, private hosting, a co-located box, something like that, they can provide all that and they can do it at, at a very, very reasonable price. So starting price, this is as cheap as you're going to get. It's the best service, best bang for the buck, uh, $70 per year. Gives you your domain, mm-hmm. gives you your hosting, gives you unlimited email accounts, unlimited bandwidth, unlimited storage, and all the bells and whistles, PHP, Apache. It's running on Linux. It's a brilliant service. And recently they upgraded all of the servers to solid-state hard drives. Now, oh. for, forget about what I said about SSD. SSD is very, <laughs> very fast. Okay, So don't worry about redundancy in this case. They are redundant, so I've never had any data loss or anything mm. with, with that end of things. Um, so servers are really, really quick. Servers are uh, really uh, great. So for 70 bucks a year, um, it's pretty fantastic. You can go to cat5.tv slash dreamhost. They are one of our partners. And by supporting them, by purchasing from them, you are supporting the show. Uh, but having been a dreamhost user since 2001, mm-hmm. Like, I've been a customer for yeah, a long, time long time. Um, and, you know, we've had our ups and downs once in a while. But realistically, over the past few years, they've been very, very reliable. And uh, their service is, is good for the price. You can't really demand a whole lot of service. And they're the kind of company that you send them an email uh, through their support system, and they'll get back to you. They'll, they'll fix it up, nice. and they'll be very, very helpful. So That's great. Uh, give it a go. Cat5.tv slash dreamhost. Also, on checkout, use the coupon code. Yes cat 5 tv mm-hmm. and you'll get additional discounts terrific good luck let us Thank know how it you. goes all right yes. they've got mysql as well for your os commerce instance and make sure you keep that os commerce up to date because that's a an entry point for hackers oh mm-hmm. good to know yeah cool well i guess that's uh that's really it eh time flies when you're having fun kids another week there you go folks thanks for sending in your questions you know how they can do that Send us an email. That's a good way. Live at category5.tv. Don't forget to send us a postcard as send well. Send us a postcard. Next week, we've got some stuff to give away. Woo, cool. You don't want to miss out. I've mm-hmm. got some really cool stuff, actually, starting from uh, I've, got, uh, I've got these things. What is that? These are cool. These, it's an 11,200 milliamp hour charger. I want that. That fits in your purse. I want okay? that. 11,200 milliamps. <laughs> I'm talking, you can charge an iPad seven times or some crazy wow, thing. Wow, like, that's sweet. Just like that. So that's, that's a pretty brilliant device. We've got cool. those kinds of things. We've got solar-powered stuff that we're going to be looking at. That's I've been sweet. saying, you know, thank you for supporting us through Patreon as we approach that $25 per episode on Patreon, patreon.com slash category5. We're going to be doing a lot of product reviews, product giveaways. We're really working toward that. So please continue to... Uh, support us in that way i think robbie was mistaken we don't have one of those chargers to give away because it does fit in my purse what makes you think (laughs) you're gonna (laughs) get it (laughs) luckily these ones are ours and the other ones are for them (laughs) 
I've also got some free play uh, flashlights slash radios that are cool. solar powered. They automatically wow. charge themselves when you put them on the uh, on wow. the windowsill. We're going to nice. be giving one of those away. Awesome. You don't want to miss next Tuesday's mm-hmm. show. We're going to have a lot of fun. Also, Sasha and I are going to be looking at the GoPro killer. It's Remember true. we were talking about? We're going to kill the GoPro. Rest in peace, GoPro. I know. Oh, you man. don't want to miss out. You want to find out what that's all about. So we'll see you next Tuesday night. Thanks for being here. Bye, everybody. Thanks, Hill. Take care. See ya. We hope you enjoyed the show. Category 5 TV broadcasts live from Barrie, Ontario, Canada, every Tuesday at 7 p.m. Eastern. If you're watching this on demand or through cable TV, check out the local showtimes in your area at Category5.tv and find out when you can watch live and interact in the community chat room. Category 5 is a production of Prodigy Digital Solutions and is licensed under Creative Commons Attribution 2.5 Canada. We'll see you next time. Thanks for tuning in. 